Hi guys, welcome to episode two of Chick Chat. This week we're talking about love and relationships, seeing as it's just been Valentine's Day. So, Emma Jacinta, did you get up to anything interesting this Valentine's Day weekend? I actually didn't spend it with my boyfriend. I, I went and visited a friend instead at university. Lovely priorities. Yes. Beautiful. <laughs> um, I did go and visit my boyfriend and we did pretty much nothing so that was nice and then I went pretty to work <laughs> then I went to work on Saturday yeah pretty, pretty much nothing yeah she, she's she's just thinking what I'm thinking <laughs> we all know what that's Fill code for <laughs> <laughs> what about you help I mean yeah I'm taking the piss out of you Emma but I also spent the weekend with my boyfriend and we did pretty much nothing <laughs> dot 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 yeah um, but no it was chill it was nice yeah I feel like it's just such like an overhyped thing that it, yeah. I just can't be bothered with it. We said this. We were like, Valentine's Day isn't something that we personally feel really passionate about. But when no, you see yeah. everyone else getting like flowers and chocolates yeah. and bouquets all and surprises and stuff, it's like, Aww. okay, now I feel like I'm missing out. Yeah. yeah, I literally told my boyfriend like I've told him before. I all I want's a card. That's all I mm. want. That means the most to me. And then my friends like have these like massive bouquets of roses and stuff. And I'm like, well, what's what's my flowers? Didn't mean it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So welcome to our second podcast. Um, you know what to do. Kettle on, bra off, feet up. Let's get going. Okay, guys, we're going to kick off this week, as usual, with our 10 out of 10s for the week, the thing we've been loving more than anything else. Does anyone have something they feel really passionate about? Because mine's is kind of like a meh. Mm. I mean, I, pa- I feel quite passionate about mine, but Go it's on. probably not on the same scale as... Like, <laughs> I know what yours is, and passionate isn't the word that I would use to describe. Well, it is if you have a fear of spiders okay, yeah. as much as me. Okay. Like, well, in our flat, we hate spiders, and... The amount of times that we have to shower and just like try and keep one eye on the spider <laughs> in the corner of the room. It's a nightmare and genuinely it's Friday morning when I was meant to have my morning lie-in. I was just it was disrupted because unfortunately two spiders made an appearance in the bathroom. Oh god. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I definitely take the motto of kill and get it out of here. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I well, take no prisoners when it comes to spiders. Yeah. Just I, get rid. I actually take the I'm gonna run out of the room and let someone else kill it. But preferably yeah unless unless you have to take matters into your own hands if it's in a bath i'll join it otherwise i need someone else you're what sorry yeah. you'll join it drawing it I oh my god i probably i'll join it i'll get in there with it <laughs> <laughs> i honestly thought she'd say with her is she having a bath with a floating spider Gross. that's so trying to save itself drawing sorry, however my nightmare that began on friday Fortunately, it was resolved by Hope's lovely boyfriend, Mark, who's nice and tall, so he could reach into the corner where it was hiding, and he got it. <laughs> You're 10 out of 10 of Hope's boyfriend. <laughs> no, not just Hope's boyfriend. Oh. Right, hold up. I didn't just take a look at Hope's boyfriend, Mark, and go, yeah, he's my 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Crossing the line of it there. The act of Mark getting the spider out of the bathroom is my 10 out of 10. Yeah. That's fair enough. I'll allow Just it. like to clarify. That's brilliant. Emma, what is yours? Oh, mine's is really boring. Go for it. But I basically, um, I must have just had a really shit week last week because I couldn't think of anything. But I was reading a nice book. So my 10 out of 10. 
It's not really a 10 out of 10, but it's my 10 out of 10 for the week. And that's the book I was reading, which is called The Binding. Has anyone read it? Nope, never read of it. It's quite good. It's like about, it's actually about books, which is kind of weird, but it's kind of like a fantasy novel. And um, basically, like, your memories can get bound in this book, so you forget them. And then, like, books in the novel, so, like, books have this, like, whole alternate meaning where it's someone's actual memories. So it's, it's really difficult to explain in a, lost in a short, fantasy, to be honest. In a short yeah, uh, segment. But it's quite good. I've been enjoying it. Um, Very nice. Yeah. Oh, so you haven't finished it yet? Not yet. It could go downhill. Yeah, I was going to say, it's yeah. dangerous to review a book before the end. Yeah. Each of their own. It's all good. Well, I told you. I've just uh, had a shit week, apparently. <laughs> I've got plenty of uh, what's been on my tits, though. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. They've been gathering up. Go on. Okay. I actually feel really lame for my 10 out of 10 this week. But it's on theme with okay. Valentine's Day and our topic for the week. But my 10 out of 10 is the fact that my boyfriend actually did something nice for me. Aww. <laughs> Which sounds so bad. I'm really sad, but basically, <laughs> he surprised me like by telling me that he wouldn't be with me until like eight o'clock or whatever, and then rocked up a few hours early with a bunch of flowers that I wasn't expecting to get because we don't do shit like that, and like we think that Valentine's Day is a load of shit as well. Mm-hmm. So that was just really nice. Absolutely made my weekend. Oh, that's really yeah. sweet. But also hindered you in the sense of you weren't ready for when he came. Yeah, it was like one of those <sighs> things where typical boy. They've thought, I'm going to do something so lovely that she's going to appreciate, which I did. But then at the same time, he rocked up. I had, like, foundation dotted on my face. <laughs> I hadn't even been rubbed in yet. Yeah. Like, that level of ready, like, false nails <laughs> to come, but not painted. Hair, absolute mess. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was with all the best intentions. Yeah. So I'm not going to dwell on that That's what we need to focus on. Yes, yeah, and not being a bitch. I'm working on myself. <laughs> <laughs> Okay then, moving on to what's been on your tits this week, which seems to be the one we all can find material for very easily. Mm. I'm going to kickstart with mine because, I mean, both of you guys are travellers as well, and you'll be able to relate to this, I think. What's been on my tits is after my recent trip to Portugal with my boyfriend for Valentine's, I got to Manchester Airport and I can't stand those electronic passport controls. Uh, <laughs> Do you know the one when you've been on an hour flight or a two hour flight or be it even a ten hour flight and you get to an airport not looking your best <laughs> under horrible harsh white lighting and you have to look at yourself in a mirror but then it gets even worse because like my passport never works and I try and explain that and they just are like no keep going it's fine just if, if you have problems just go to the other queue. Yeah, so wait in another to, queue. Exactly. Mm. So you just wait in a queue to then go wait in another queue. It's a con. And I, it just really, really pisses me off. And I'm like, the amount of times I have to try and explain to them, mine doesn't work, please listen to me, and they just don't. So, Manchester Airport. A really weird situation, because you go into like a little, like, jail, where you just have to like... <laughs> it is though! You go in these little gates, and you've, it's all like so strict, so you've got to wait until like the green light comes on. Yeah. Like, you've got to wait, you've got to dash in so you don't get crushed in the mm-hmm. gates. I don't know Hold if your hand. What I do worry about this, do you know like in... in um, all those situations where you have barriers, yeah. which I know I can't remember any other time that happens, but 
I always, I, I always get scared that I'm going to get crushed. Yeah, at a train station, if you've got a big suitcase and you have to get through, you have to peg it or your suitcase yes. is going to get trapped. Yeah. Yes, so I get stressed. Mm. And then you've got to put... I know what you mean. Well, it's even worse when the it's like face not recognised. I'm like, I really look that bad. <laughs> wow. And that was the times when it did used to work. So it's kind of an insult either way. Yeah. <laughs> not <ideal>. <sighs> <sighs> Right, what's been on my tits? Mine is... Also kind of travel related, um, although actually it could be extended to other things as well, but train guards, as one example, of the kind of people who get the tiniest ounce of responsibility and then suddenly think they are God's fucking gift. <laughs> it actually riles me up so, so much. Like, you know those train guards? <laughs> oh, I'm laughing thinking, oh, but it's not even funny. It's actually just infuriating. <laughs> like, why do they act like that? Like, they speak to you like shit. They treat yeah. you like shit. They just mm-hmm. think, like... some. I have met a few, to be fair. And I'm not going to tie them all with the same brush. I'm going to be fair. There's been a couple where they'll kind of let you off if you've accidentally bought the wrong ticket or something. Because sometimes, um, some routes that I take, the it's like really stupid rules as to like this ticket for this company and stuff like that with all being yeah. different networks. Um, and some of them let you off, but some of them literally treat you like the most stupid person for making a mistake. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, well, yeah, that's a fine. Like, that's fine, pay it. Like, just being horrible. And I just mm-hmm. think, like, who do you think you are? Like, you're just a drink. Oh, no. Calm down. Yeah. And in, in the same vein, uh, do, like, do you, I mean, Emma, you travel to Manchester Piccadilly loads. Mm. They are, like, so anal about rail cards. If you really? have a rail card ticket, they're like, like and I, a lot of the time I wear a backpack because it's just easier for travelling. Mm. And they're like, can we see your rail card, please? And I'm like, are oh, you being serious? What, once you've got off the train? Yeah. What? And, like, you're there and there's a massive mm. queue of people behind you and you're having to take off your bags. Like, sometimes you've got a suitcase and stuff as well. And just going through your purse, having to find your rail I mean, it is quite satisfying when I do eventually show my rail card and I'm like, oh, yeah, ha! Trying yeah. to catch me up. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Bouncers. <laughs> no, that's I've literally got bouncers written down. That's why I said it could be applied to the things. One hundred percent. Bouncers is my thing. I like yeah. it. Drives me absolutely mad. And who do they think they are? <laughs> well, last time I was out with Jacinta, I started an argument with a bouncer. Oh no! Because um, sorry, drunk Emma, who is a lot <laughs> less responsible than, than the other Emma. Emma. We don't know yeah. who she is. Um, I started an argument with a bouncer because he wouldn't let my boyfriend in because my boyfriend's wearing trainers oh. and basically I was like why are you not letting him in because yeah. me and Jacinta had already gone in and he was like oh he's got trainers on I was like well that's a bit silly isn't it and he was like oh if you think that's silly you can get out and all yeah. and then he pushed me yeah. I was fuming I was absolutely <laughs> fuming I was like proper trying to like I was ready to start a fight and everyone was like Emma can not yeah. like, <laughs> You. I know. That's my boyfriend was like, "Oh, he didn't push. He didn't push you." I was like, "Oh!" And then I started on him. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. And then you that. proceeded to literally. Emma was in <laughs> flats that night, and I was in heels. And Emma literally darted, and I, I said to her boyfriend and my boyfriend, "I was like, I'll go get her. It's fine." And I was literally tottering after it by heels <laughs> in Manchester, going, "Emma, Emma!" And she was gone. Like, <laughs> you say bull. And then a boyfriend literally was next to her, and I was like, "How the hell did he get there?" I thought I was in control of the situation. <laughs> I was assuming, so yeah, totally really I hate yeah. it. Hate it. Speaking of things I hate, um something that has wound me up for my whole life, but especially last week, which you two will know, is um loud bodily functions. <laughs> to be specific, 
sniffing. Oh, okay. I am still absolutely furious. I almost walked out on a lecture last week because there was someone who was just constantly sniffing. Now, I'm I'm going to be I'm going to be real, I'm going to be fair. Sometimes you have to sniff. Yeah. But there's a difference between like, you know, like a little sniff and like when you're trying to inhale the whole lecture hall. It's disgusting. Go get a tissue. I'm not here for it. In the same vein, people who slurp People who oh. eat loudly, like in mm-hmm. public. Like if you're at home, you do whatever you want, babes. I'm not bothered. In a public place, what are you doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll just add to that, um, burping because as you both know, <laughs> sorry, as you both oh. know, <laughs> in a class last week, someone burped next to me on three occasions, and I smelt it. I am furious. I am still furious i don't care i'm gonna shame them because it's not okay that is never okay under any circumstances i smelt your burp what the hell um so grim so yeah bodily functions loud bodily functions in public spaces I must say, like, well, to be fair, the one that you can't help is tummy rumble, and oh yeah, that is so annoying. That's fine. It's embarrassing, yeah. but you can't. That's help embarrassing. That. I, I like, I like that. when I hear other people's stomach rumble because I'm like, <laughs> not just me. No. Oh, sorry, no. I made that weird. Didn't you did. Weird. You made that <laughs> weird. And was like, I like hearing people's stomach rumble. <laughs> I did not say it like that. That's you, how I heard it. You, you turned it like that. No, I like it because it's like. It makes them human. Like, we're all human. Yeah. We all have stomach rumbles together, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. But definitely, bring some tissues with you next time. And if you're going to eat your pasta, or, or shall I say, more appropriately, snoggy pasta in the library, <laughs> go to someone, go sit outside. Yeah, Just please. go sit outside and come Just back in. Get away from me. Yes. So, getting into the relationship theme that we're focusing on today, we're going to be talking about our top five dating profile tips. So, all you guys on Tinder, Bumble, all that malarkey, we've got some good advice coming up for you. We do. In fact, one of the ones that I want to say first off is pictures. Because to me, like, the pictures are such a great way for you to show, like, a bit of variety and a bit of personality. Because sometimes it's really hard to communicate in words Mm. how you are as a person. Um, and people find that a bit tricky. So for me, one of my top tips is definitely have a look at your pictures. And one of the one of the things I see the most on like when I was on Tinder and Bumble was people would put group pictures as their first picture, and it's like, okay, I can't be bothered yeah. going through all your other pictures. Like I'm just going to swipe left. Of course, yeah. I'm going to swipe left. So exactly, you don't want to have to put effort in. So for me personally, I, th- I think definitely. Put your first one as a single clear shot of you yeah. and show a bit of variety. Show a bit of flair, have a bit of fun. Yeah. I'm Agreed. not going to lie as well. Maybe this is be- me being really cynical. But if I was to see group picture, especially as a first picture, or just like the majority of them as group pictures, I do assume it's because you're trying to hide who you yeah. are. Yes. And you're not the fit one in that group. Yeah, 100%. So, okay, I'm glad that's not just that's me. It. No, because it could backfire because they might have a fit friend and yeah. you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, and then you go through and you think, oh, that actually happened 100%. to me once. I Ooh. dated a guy thinking he was one guy oh, in no, you one didn't of the pics. Honestly, didn't realise until I started dating him and then I re-looked at the pic- his pictures and I was like, oh. <gasps> Oh, oh, yeah. so oh that's awkward. awkward. But what's your friend's name? <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing um, is, like, when you're on Tinder and stuff, like, you're there 
for one reason, and you, it's, it's not to play Cluedo and trying to work out <laughs> which which guy it is or which girl it That's is. So true. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, it's the its design is that you can swipe through quickly, yeah. Yeah. and so if I'm having to to like put my glasses on to try and look at your grip picture to figure out which one you are it's not happening yeah. and if, if anything if you want to achieve what you're there for and go on a date they're going to have to see you anyway so yeah. might yeah. as well face the music True. Exactly. show yourself <laughs> <laughs> okay I have one so it's pretty straightforward actually um, and that's don't be a dick and that might sound kind of obvious but uh, back in the days when I was on Tinder, so many guys, and I feel like it's the same um, probably for girls, but so many guys would have like really cocky things in their bios. Mm. And I'm just like, that is just an instantaneous turn off. Mm. That's the one thing that you get to read about someone. And if they just come off like dead cocky, that's like, no. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. instant yeah. no. Yeah, I definitely think that can be said for both guys and girls. Because for some reason, girls seem to have this massive obsession with height. And of course, it might be something that you're attracted to. But don't be so rigid in your ways, I think. Yeah. Like some girls will literally, they will say, don't even bother swiping right if you're not over like five foot nine. And I just think it's so <laughs> sort of narrow-minded. Yeah, agreed. And also, if that if the shoe was on the other foot... And, like, a guy wrote something like that in his bio. That would go viral on Twitter. That's the thing. Like, I'm sat here thinking, if I'm being perfectly honest, I am super picky about height. And if a guy wasn't, like, what I require them to be at, I wouldn't date them because I wouldn't be interested in them. However, it's a different story putting that in your bio because it makes you sound like a stuck-up knob. Exactly. Literally being like, I'm not interested in that. Mm. Like, I'm better than that kind of thing. And it's something that you can't really control as well. Like, if a guy wrote, don't bother swiping right if you're oversized 12. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I mean. That is what I mean. That'd be absolute uproar. But then at the same time, like, height really is something that people just can't control. Yeah. And, like, to be honest, yeah, I think you're right. Like, obviously, it's in a a quality that you might be more attracted to. But don't put it as, like, your first priority because it just makes you seem, like, really stuck up for stars. It's just shallow, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Shallow hell. Like, if someone swipes right or whatever it is. Is that right? Yeah. Right, yeah. If someone swipes right and they're under five and nine or whatever... Just leave it, it's fine. Don't yeah. need to reply to them. No. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, in a similar vein of don't be a dick, um, don't ask people if they want to go for a drive. That's horrendous. <laughs> I'm drive. still not over it. I haven't been on Tinder in years oh. and I still haven't got over someone messaging me like, oh, do you want to go for a drive? Oh, yes, please. <laughs> That's disgusting. Who's saying yes to that? Oh, gosh. Well. <laughs> I once did. What? Yeah. No, you did. Oh my god, yeah. I forgot about this. She did. It's horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> Naive eighteen-year-old me. Well, he was just like, let's just go for a drive somewhere. Um, we'll just go to like a nearby pub or whatever. And I was like, okay, sounds fun. Oh, dear. so I know. I told one friend because safety first. Um, told one friend what I was doing. Told my dad that I was gonna go meet a friend. Um, yeah, I got in a car with this guy and. He was, I did not get the sense on text or anything of what his personality was going to be like, but very long story short, he was very aggressive and (laughs) 
drove like a maniac and quite psychotic. <laughs> he oh, was God. like, we were literally driving down these country roads and he's like, I just, I, I can't, like, ah, ah, ah. And I was just like, oh my God. And in my head I was thinking, oh my Christ, I need to like, we need to go to the nearest place. <laughs> yeah, with like, people. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm thinking, oh my God. So we went to this like random pub in the middle of nowhere and he struggled to go inside. And I was like, well, we're going inside because I need people to see me. <laughs> I need me. I need to be on CCTV. Witnesses. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I ended up. But I got home safe. Blocked him straight away, and I was yeah. like, "That was a bad move. Why did I not realise <laughs> yeah, this?" So any naive people out there, don't go in cars. They don't just want to have a nice drive and go look at the sunset. <laughs> yeah. not, it's not as romantic as that. I just feel like it's horrendous. But I also think that's a really stupid concept anyway. Like, I get no enjoyment out of sitting in a car. Exactly. <laughs> but also, I do think, like, you are putting yourself in more danger. 100%. Because you yeah. can't get out of a car that's going 60 miles an hour, but no. you can easily leave someone's house or cry for help. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, what's the next tip? On that note. Yeah, on that note, um, I think first messages need to be addressed. Any tips for girls? I would say... I find it good if you use the, someone's first name, if you struggle to get going with a first message, even something as simple as, hi, Aaron, what you up to? Even just using their first name shows that you've put a little bit of effort in, as opposed to, hi, how are you? It's like, oh God, fall asleep. I could not disagree anymore. Do you think it's creepy? I find it so creepy. No if way. someone messaged me like, hi, Emma, how are you? I, yeah. That would be instant block. We say I, it like that. But no, I agree it's... with Emma. I think it's creepy. I, Unless I, someone knows me, don't use my name. I No, even if you know me, I find it really? so strange when people use my name. Unless, like, they're calling me from across the street. There's no need to use my name. I know who you're talking to. Yeah, I do, I do know what you mean. No way. I, See, I if someone it. just messaged me, hey, you okay, or hey, what's up? I'd just be like, oh, God, you've just copied and pasted that. Yeah, but so to counteract that, what I would say, and it's one of my points, is do give compliments. So I actually think it's really nice yeah. to start by, by like giving a compliment. So instead of just being like, hi, UK, be like, oh, hi, like you look really nice. Well, maybe not nice, that's yeah. a but then I was, just, I was just about to say, this sounded like a good thing, and then I'm, I'm thinking about it. If someone messaged me, oh, to be fair, if someone messaged like, oh, hi, you have lovely eyes, or something like that. I don't know what else, but everything great else. Great tits. Um, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's yeah. what actually would happen. Not great yeah. tits compliments or yeah. great ass or anything like that, but some like a genuinely nice compliment. But then I can't think of any others other than eyes that wouldn't be creepy. No, but yeah, see, I'm. Mm, hey, you've I got nice hair. Wouldn't oh, like it. Crikey, we're not really giving tips here. We're no. just ruling out any option. Basically, <laughs> Tinder, you just can't do anything right. Because <laughs> they're all fussy as fuck. Pretty so, much. To be fair, though, I think it relates back to your bio. And if you've got something in your bio that is easy for someone to respond to, say if you write down that you're a primary school teacher or something, something that is a, yeah, you're able a to bounce back starter. off. To, yeah. That's it. Yeah. So, like, for example, I mean... My boyfriend on his bumble had tall, dark ham sandwich because apparently, <laughs> apparently, ham sandwich sounds like handsome. It literally does not. And I it doesn't. Like, but I, what well, I said, it got it. It doesn't exactly, but it's still quite <laughs> like a a weird, but in interesting sort of take. So I replied to that. I put small curvy burrito because I thought, what do I love to eat? I love burritos. I'm small, I'm curvy, at least I'm getting in the curves there. And I'm like, yeah, you need to know this because if you're turning up to see like a size eight model, you ain't getting it. <laughs> um, so my point being is that he gave, he had that as his bio and I was able to sort of bounce back off yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, there was something you could yeah. say. Yeah. That's good. 
this is my last point. I don't know if you have mm-hmm. anything else. But um, do be upfront about your intentions. So I think lots of people are on Tinder just for a hookup, and that's fine. Lots of people are on Tinder to find the love of their life, which is also fine. But I just feel like if you're upfront, like, yeah. pretty early on, then that saves that awkward meeting up and you neither of you being on the same page. Um, so I guess asking them if they want to go for the drive kind of solves that problem. It's pretty mm-hmm. upfront. I know what you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if they're asking for nudes, again, pretty upfront. Yeah, but um, not advisable. No. Um, like, I do, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Definitely don't let it be, hey, hi, by the way, I'm looking for a long-term serious relationship. How about you? Oh, God, Yeah, no, I'm looking to get married in uh, two to three years. Yeah. Do you think that's okay with you? <laughs> that's not what I mean. No, no. Just to clarify, Emma means before you meet up in person, just make sure yeah. you're both aware of intentions. But I do think... I mean, we all know it, don't we? There's definitely signals that you can yeah, get from people. Yeah, that's the thing. You don't have to set it out in, like, stone. You don't have no. to literally be like, by the way, these are my intentions. But you mm. can just judge the tone. Like, mm-hmm. if yeah. someone is asking you for, like, news or, like, mm-hmm. talking really sexually, don't don't be naive and be like, oh, I still think that he'd make a really good boyfriend. Like, he's not looking for that. No. If that's what he's sending you from no. the get-go. And that's absolutely fine if that's what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So it's just about judging it, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. definitely. 100%. Definitely, yeah. That's pretty much all my points. The only other thing I had written down was safety, but we've pretty much gone over that. Safety so. first. Safety always. first. Don't go meet down the back alley street of Seal Street. Don't get in a car with a random who turns out to be a psychopath. I know. Stranger danger. Yeah, but I did preach. that. I did that so that I could come here today <laughs> and yeah, give, give that piece of advice. Well, thank God you did. Let's move on to our last segment which is called PM Me Hun. The PM Me Hun is the section where we answer all of your pressing questions and we dive into your juicy dilemmas. I don't know why I said juicy. That's kind of disgusting. And we dive into your <laughs> pressing dilemmas. I don't know. There we go. Jacinta, do you want to start us off with a question? Of course. So um, someone has mailed in and said, how do you cope with differing sex drives? Now, I really like this one because since I've been on contraception, I've personally noticed a massive like deterioration in my libido. It's going to be really open. <laughs> Just realised I said so- that and I'm like, okay, <laughs> all my cards are on the table now. <laughs> so, That's um, in the world. <laughs> Literally. There you go, guys. <laughs> Future employers. <laughs> Since has no sex drive. <laughs> but it was something that a friend raised with me and... I thought it was important because I think I was kind of like, oh my God, is this a reflection on my relationship? Yeah. Is it me? Is something wrong with me? But I def- I've spoken to a lot of people and not, I mean, personally, I'm on the implant and a lot of people that have had this form of contraception have had the same effect. Mm. So with that being said, how do you differ with, how do you cope, sorry, with differing sex drives? So, um... Yeah, I think it's definitely, what's important to remember with this one is that you're not alone in this situation. A lot of people are going through the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. I know some people um, have decided to stop contraception because of it um, and just use other forms, which might be a good idea and it might suit you. Um, Personally, just for my own sanity, I'm not going to do that and I'd quite happily stay with my low libido Um, and not get pregnant to be honest um but i do think it is important like to be understanding of your partner yeah so i think it's really it just has to be a conversation between you and your partner 
But also I feel like if you're in a stable relationship, it should never be an issue because your relationship won't be entirely based around sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like it, it shouldn't be an issue. And if it is an issue, then that's the issue with your relationship, not your libido. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If if, mm-hmm. if the issue is that you're not having sex all the time anymore, then that's a bigger issue than just yeah. not having sex. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, just have a conversation with your partner mm-hmm. um, and let them know where you're at and see what you can do to work out between you. Definitely. I also think that it's important to kind of like get rid of this idea that as young people we should be having sex constantly and that every time you go and see your boyfriend or your girlfriend you should be having sex yeah like if you if you are and you're genuinely in the mood for that and that's what you want then that's fine but I do think that there is this kind of idea that that's what you're meant to do so a lot of people do that but really they're not really in the mood for sex. They'd rather just sit there and watch Netflix. Yeah. Like Netflix without the chill. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's fine. Yeah. But yeah. people don't see that. Yeah. And I think if you kind of get uh, like get to be okay with that idea, then the fact that your sex drive isn't super super high, you're like you're like you're fine with that. Like I've experienced it too. Like with being on different pills, mm. there was definitely one that lowered my sex drive like a lot. Mm. Um, and I think especially if you don't see your partner very often that makes it worse because you think that like when you're together you should be having sex because you might not see them for like another two weeks yeah. but it's just ridiculous it, it, you could not see them for another two weeks but if you're not feeling it there and then don't do it yeah, yeah. just don't have sex if you don't have sex mm, yeah. I mean like I feel like that's the first thing you mm. kind of ever learn but like mm. consent works in relationships too and if yeah. like you're just having sex just to please your partner yeah don't do that that's no. yeah no and definitely I think it goes exactly straight back to your point Em that if they're understanding and if they're supportive of you and your relationship and they want it to work, then they'll become totally understanding of it. Yeah, of course. That's how relationships work. It's give and take and understanding yeah. each other. So, yeah. Don't let I it like be an issue. That. I like that, guys. Good response. Emma, you have a question? I do have a question. So, someone has written in and said, is long distance ever a good idea? Can it really work? Um, I thought this was quite interesting because we have all been in long distance relationships. Yeah. Um, myself personally, I have had one failed long distance relationship and one so far successful long distance relationship. Um, and so, yes, it can work, but also it might not be for you. It's all about communication and yeah. talking. Yeah. If you're together, you speak to each other and you want to make it work and you're both committed to making it work, it will absolutely 100% work because you're both, you're both committed to the relationship. You're both willing to be active in making it work regardless of how far apart you are and how long you're apart for um so 100% it can work Mm -hmm. and it's all to do with how much you and your partner are willing to put into it Mm -hmm. and in terms of how to make it work or what you can do to sort if you are in a long distance relationship like we all all three of us did a year abroad so like we definitely understand how hard it can be if you're not seeing each other and I think the main thing that you want to do when you're in long distance relationship and you're not seeing each other as much as normal, you want to show each other basically that you're thinking of the, of the other person. Yeah. So whether that just be make sure communication's very uh, consistent. I think if you leave someone on red for a long time in a long distance relationship, that can be like that can feel like hours, even though it's only been like a couple yeah. of hours. It can feel like so much longer. 
So I think you need to have open communication. And even if you're going to be busy later on in the day, just make that clear. Yeah. I feel like I've been with my boyfriend for nearly four years now. And the whole time we have been long distance pretty much apart from maybe the first like five months um straight away i went to uni then had a year abroad and then he joined the navy so we're probably going to be long distance for like many years to come basically and i do think that it kind of it depends on how long distance you are as well because obviously there's long distance where you might only get to see each other once a week and there's long distance where you literally spend months apart which are obviously two entirely different things yeah um and I have kind of, I've had to give advice about this in the past to a friend considering whether she should be like getting into a long distance relationship. And I do think, like obviously mine's worked out and I'm super happy about that, but I, I do kind of advise people to be wary in terms of how much work you do have to put in. Yeah. Like mm. it's not to be underestimated, especially if it's mm. one of those kinds of relationships where you generally do see each other like not very often at all, which mm-hmm. is tough. Um, and I think it depends on what you're like as a person. If you're a super needy person, then obviously give it a go. I'm not saying shoot it down from the get-go, but be aware that if you are super needy and you're used to seeing your partner like every other day and you miss them when you don't, it's going to be really hard for you. So I think you just have to bear yeah. in mind that you have to be super committed to make it work. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not like... And you definitely have to have a, a very big element of trust. Oh, 100%. That is like, that is going to be... Key. And if anything, if, I think if you do make a long-distance relationship work, then your trust is going to be so much stronger than it ever was before. Yeah. Um, leading on quite nicely to your next question. Yeah, so someone has written in one I think you guys will really like, and that's, should I be obsessing over my boyfriend's Insta-likes? Um, this is something that is a recurring issue I think for lots of people Um, what no I've never noticed (laughs) 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 what do you guys think about this first of all yeah I think it is definitely something we're all guilty of or like to some extent we've all sort of like uh, experienced it and unfortunately I think uh, given that there's so many pressures on like young women today in society regardless like insecurities are just going to be amplified when you see that. I know that I now just like, I'm like, well, of course, yeah, of course he's going to like pictures, but mm-hmm. you need to remind yourself he's not done this in an, like a malicious way. He's just simply seeing a picture and he likes it. That's, that's, that is, that is the gist of it. Um, I think for us looking at it from a different sort of perspective, we can easily fall into the trap of reading into it way too mm-hmm. much and the reality can be so much different where it's just literally him just like he's just so aimlessly scrolling through his instagram feed liking pictures and to us it's like he liked that oh my gosh oh yeah you can't help but overthink in question yeah i think like this is really specific to boys so apologies if this doesn't relate to you but um i feel like we give our boyfriends way too much credit because like (laughs) <laughs> I just like because you overthink it and think like oh my god like does this mean something like blah, blah, blah. but like realistically like uh, he hasn't thought he hasn't thought past clicking the button do you know what I mean like I constantly give my boyfriend way too much credit and I'm like don't know why because you know like I know what he's like I know that he doesn't even think you know yeah, about yeah. putting the kettle on let alone like oh, if I like this girl's picture, maybe she'll notice me and then I can have a sordid yeah. affair. Like, that's never what he's thinking. Yeah, um, that is so true, you know. <laughs> Sorry, babe. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But do you know what I mean? Like, it, it, 
I feel like we just, this isn't the case for everyone, obviously, because there are some slimy men out there. Of course. But, mm. I mean, again, it's like your own judgment. If your boyfriend's liking, you know, a million girls' nudes or like... <laughs> well, yeah, nudes, maybe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then you might yeah. have an issue. Yeah. But if it's just like girls' pictures or like something that I definitely overthought about a lot was like if my boyfriend was still friends with his ex yeah. or liking things of his ex and I'd be like oh oh is what are you doing there like is that door not closed why is he still yeah. in contact with her which is something that's easy to get caught up in I think but it, it all comes back to trust again yeah mm. I think when when it's like in terms of exes and people they've got history with that's when it gets a bit like a bit hazy yeah, yeah. because I know for me the only time I would ever think and like I personally wouldn't think anything of likes unless it's with someone that they had history with mm-hmm. and then I do think it's natural to kind of mm. spiral into well, why are they still liking that person mm. and I think yeah trust is super important to have in a relationship but then at the same time I think respect is and I think I that, that if obviously it's absolutely fair that he may have liked that post with innocent intentions, like genuinely just be, it could be because they've not fallen out on bad terms, something like that, and he's just doing it as a friend and he hasn't realised how that impacts on you. Yeah. It's when you've brought that to his attention that it upsets you and he continues to do it, that's when it's a problem. Oh yeah, that's an issue because yeah, that's a respect. Definitely. Hope, do you want to move on to your story? Okay, so I have a story um, that does actually lead into a question. Someone has been lovely enough to get in touch with this, personally I think it's absolutely hilarious, sorry, with a question on the end for us, so I'm just going to read it out. It's quite long, but as Emma said earlier, it's quite juicy. Oh, oh, (laughs) damn. It's disgusting, I don't know why I said that. Oh, Well, it's a good story. So, (laughs) hi guys, I'm hoping to share my experience to remind everyone to never keep sex toys in the family home, and if they have to, to burn any of the packaging. My degree requires me to spend a year abroad, so whilst I was across the globe, I had to make sure my collection of sex toys and fun bedroom-related items that I hadn't taken with me were carefully hidden in my family home. To this day, I'm still asking myself why I didn't ask my boyfriend to look after them, but it's too late now, the damage is done. I believed I'd hidden everything well, with things stuffed inside suitcases, wash bags, things like that, so nothing was on display or just lying in drawers that could be opened. Everything was fine until I started getting sick in a new country I was living in due to the change in water, food and living conditions. I had a poorly stomach all the time and raging diarrhoea and (laughs) rang my mum upset so many times about feeling so shit and saying I wanted to come home. However, one day when I was complaining about never being able to get off the loo on FaceTime, she asked me if it could be related not to food but to something else. She told me she had found something in my room which may be what was making me shit uncontrollably. Oh no, I'm so tense. (laughs) Panic set in as my mind instantly raced, questioning what it was out of my stash that my mum could have found, since I was so sure I'd hidden everything so well. The conversation was very awkward for a while, with me pretending I didn't know what she was talking about and her refusing to tell me what she'd found, until I eventually begged her to tell me what it was. She said, and this is a direct quote, that she had found a receipt for a sexual rectal toy. Oh no! A receipt? I know, who keeps a receipt for that? You can't return it! Sorry, no, but who's, why is her mum 
read, like actually reading receipts. That's so bizarre. I'm assuming that her mum has gone like rummaging for something and just come across it and and just re- who I mean, reads the yeah, receipt? That's very true. And then she's literally hell? just kind of. Or do you know what it'll be? She's probably bought it from somewhere like Anne Summers and oh, just seen yeah. that and gone, what she bought it from Anne, do you know what I mean? Being oh, yeah, fair enough. Oh, wait, fair then what's the question? Well, no, yeah, there's oh. more. Oh, there's God. more? Oh, oh my not, God, it gets oh. worse. <laughs> it got worse by her telling me that she'd found other things too a month or so back, but oh. didn't tell me because she was too horrified herself. <laughs> because I'd hidden things in different places, I couldn't be sure what she'd found. I couldn't remember ever having a receipt for anything of this nature, especially at home. But then I remembered I did have one, which showed a lovely purchase of an anal douche. In her other rectal discoveries, she also may have found a vibrating butt plug, but I really couldn't be sure and I wasn't planning on asking. Oh, it's just like unknown territory whether she knows about it. Obviously, I knew that this wasn't the reason I was so ill, but the thought of my mum thinking I'd literally destroyed my bowels due to absolutely <laughs> loving it up the ass <laughs> was just too much for me to handle. <laughs> this was hardly the time to tell her that they were experimental purchases and up until that moment had only been used once. And since then, neither of us have mentioned said rectal sex toys to each other oh, again. Oh, <laughs> no. So, <laughs> I wanted to ask if anyone has had a similar situation where a family member has accidentally found or seen anything you definitely wouldn't have wanted them to hopefully none of them are as bad as this that is wow. horrible. i'm actually sweating isn't that like that nerve wrecking can i just sweating. say though that is so well written like yeah brilliant whoever said that in that thank you so, so, well so much i want a it's... story off them every week <laughs> I know. regular contributions please yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but oh my god i don't think i've ever heard anything so awful i'm actually burning up but I... Um, this reminded me um, of a story that one of my friends told me once and she probably will be listening so I'm really sorry babes (laughs) but um, her I think it was her mum once found like a vibrator of hers um, or no I think she left it in the bathroom when she was washing it (gasps) and they find it and she was like oh yeah it's my new facial massager it's really good (laughs) oh (laughs) did she get away with it yeah well, well, I mean, I don't know if she actually did if it was one of those, yeah. like... Oh, really? But, um, I mean, fair, like, that's quick quick yeah. thinking, but I remember dying when she told wow. me that. Wow. Yeah. I don't even know what I'd do. I would just fall on. I would leave the country. I would die. I'd just <laughs> die on the spot, or I would just be like, right, okay, well, I can never see you again. Yeah. <laughs> be nice knowing your mum. But... our relationship over. Yeah. I, how, do you, how do you actually move on from that? I guess, actually, it was good that she was, like... On a on a year abroad because yes, yeah. she didn't have to see her for a while. I that know. is true. Can you imagine like? Can you imagine she was living in the house when Coming that happened? Coming down for breakfast the next yeah. day. Yeah, exactly. and be like, oh, I find this <laughs> like over breakfast. Oh, oh eating your cornflakes. Like, oh, <laughs> Horrendous. To be fair, one of my friend's parents like have a like cupboard full of lube, full of every sex toy going, That's and they're dead open. It's literally, literally in the bathroom in the nah. bathroom. Nah. Yeah. All the different flavoured lubes. <gasps> what is it communal? Like if you bring a guy home, like oh, this is oh, oh, like so the medicine cupboard. <laughs> at home. I don't even think we, about. I what? think we have strawberry. Let me have a look. Go check the store. <laughs> that is vile. We've yeah. ran out of strawberry lube. Get your dad to get some when he's doing the groceries in Astor. <laughs> yeah, I'm not oh down my with that. Oh no, that's not okay. Okay, so by the sounds of it, we've all been lucky enough. To never have experienced something of that sort. No, and thank God. Anonymous 
donor of that story. I'm so, so sorry for you. Yeah, I'm yes. so sorry for you too. Um, I hope the satisfaction you got out of your, um, you know... What was it? I forget. Well, she said there was an anal douche and a vibrating butt plug, but she's you know, not I, sure which one the one I love that her stash is so big that she had to, like, like spread it out. out. To, yeah. yeah, she's trying to do the internal inventory of, like, which one is it that she's yeah. found. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, She's gonna open up her own little arms. I'm gonna branch So guys, that's it for episode two. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week where you can hear all about uni life and student struggles. So yeah, feel free to get in touch, send us any questions um or any uni stories that you've got. Um but also feel free to get in touch for any like ten out of tens that you might have had for the week and uh anything that's been on your tits we want to hear from you yeah just please yeah. give us content guys <laughs> we're really desperate over here we're literally on our hands and knees yeah. <laughs> we'll be back. Please. <laughs> so do feel free to email us at chickchatpodcast.gmail.com and also more if, if anything it's more easy if you just uh dm us on our instagram page at chickchatpodcast Make sure to follow us when you're there. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for listening to episode two. We hope you enjoyed it. If you want to hear how much we fucked up recording it, just carry on listening. So, everyone just in touch. You get any... Oh, to any... <laughs> Good start, babes. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. <clears throat> Lovely. Uh, so, moving on now. Did I leave enough pause? I mean, there's going to be a pause now. You've created one. Yeah, okay. That's getting cut. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just picked that name up. Out of a month. No, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm cut that. Um, d- for to. <laughs> it's so hard to sort of like. Oh my god. I don't know where I'm going with this. Can someone drop it? <laughs> no, you have to finish your sentence. <laughs> when you start <laughs> getting all wide-eyed all right i'm just gonna pass the baton here in the middle of my sentence someone take over <laughs> <Literally, I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> they're just touching themselves and like, no oh my god <laughs> touching each other no I just de- like. Oh. <laughs> was that a sneeze or a laugh? I was gonna sneeze, but then I laughed and it scared away. You scared away the sneeze. I'm oh so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so unprofessional. Hello. I started off really confident there, and then I didn't know where I was going with it. <laughs> One minute, because I feel like I'm gonna burp. <laughs> just wait. I'm, I'm trying to swallow it so it doesn't come out. <laughs> It's gone. All right, it's, it's fine. gone. Just say, um, see, see, see you next time. time. Should I do it now? Yeah, go on. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>